welcome to another edition of Kent and the Steering Team. Happy New Year! Woo! Episode number one for the new year. Uh, and quite happy to have you along with us uh, for the ride. Of course, with me here is my good mate Drew, back for another year of fun and frivolity. Unfortunately, uh, Kent can't be here this week. Um, had a little bit too much uh, celebratory alcohol and cake, so that's okay. He'll uh, rest up and uh, hopefully join us next time. Anyway, on with the show. Mr. Drew, how are you for this new year? Oh, I am buzzing with excitement. I have been thinking about this moment since last week when we completed the first half of our celebrations. I can't believe we're here. More than that, we're going to be releasing exactly a year to the day from our first episode. Which is interesting. Thank goodness it wasn't a leap year, because then that would have uh, kicked that out of skew. But yeah, absolutely. That's um, it's completely bonkers. It's fitting, isn't it? Isn't that interesting? I really like that that's happened. That's yeah. worked out perfectly. At least for the first year, it's it's a nice way to pass on. Ah, well, then you don't. After the first year, you don't really care about milestones and stuff like that until you get to about five or ten or something like that. But no, we. Yeah, it doesn't matter as much after that. Yeah. Then, then you just start counting episode numbers. Yes, exactly right. You don't care about the significance or the dates of it all. No. Um, but we'll write down somewhere that that was the first date, 13th of September. Probably recorded it earlier than that, probably on like the 12th or 11th, something like, like we that. Are I think now. it would have been 11th. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. Um, pre-recording it, of course, because it's the way to do it. Um, yeah, wow. One year old. I find that fantastic that we've reached that milestone. And, mm. you know, um, I love that we've had a steady growth in listener numbers. I love that we've had a steady growth in guests. feedback and guests um, and comments on it and interest from other people on it. Um, it's it's not humbling, but it's just nice that it's, despite the fact they were doing it almost for fun and also because it's just such a fantastic thing to do and it's so easy to do and we're showing that you can do it and you don't have to be you know, the slickest voice in the industry to be able to get out there and record or do stuff like this. Like, it is nice that other people are listening to it and are interested in listening to our total scrap conversations. Yeah, it motivates us to give more scrap. Exactly. We'll give you a scrap heap by the end of it all. Indeed. Um, On today's show, though, moving right along, uh, moving those uh, welcome... Uh, feelings and and, uh, the mood along. Mm. Uh, We've got an episode to record, of course, and that's what we're doing right now. We are literally doing that now. On today's show, we're looking at uh, discussing a couple of interesting topics, I think. We've got a new segment. It's a new year, so we've got a new segment for you. Um, Yeah, it's very exciting. Very exciting indeed. Mm. Um, We've also got an interesting topic on... uh, What's her name? I was going to say Selena... But it's Serena Williams and her whole just meltdown at the US Open. Um, yes. And yes. Uh, of course, because, <coughs> excuse me, we're coming back to a new year, we thought it'd be quite interesting to talk about a Coca-Cola related product. Because if you remember during the uh, earlier episodes, uh, we, we discussed Coca-Cola as a currency or Coca-Cola. Um, well, actually, why did we discuss that? I can't remember why. We'd, no, I do remember why we discussed that. But what an interesting topic that was, and lots of people it was still our, bring our it mo- up to me. It was our motivation to discuss weird and wonderful topics, which I feel we, we've somewhat strayed from, and yet... Well, we've, we've, it, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's swayed from our weird and wonderful topics to more of our weird and wonderful... Themes. Well, weird and awful 
personalities on yeah. air. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, just for this, just for society to to enjoy. Um, but you're right. We we have branched away from it a little bit, but uh, we'll come back to it. I'm sure we'll come back. To it. We we occasionally have those weird and wonderful topics. We do. But yeah, the, I think I don't know if I got to the point of that of that sentence again. The rambling is still here. Another year, another year of rambling. Um, more we're rambling. Going to have like what we did on the very first episode where we spoke about Apple, and like what we did last week where we spoke about Apple. We're going to talk about Apple again today. We are flying in the face of nostalgia as always, mm. and what better way to do it than on this episode? Um, a year ago, what was going on with Apple? Uh, a year ago, what was going on with Apple was, I have no idea. I, uh, I do. Were, oh, they were launching the iPhone 10. Yeah. Was yeah. That, was that, wow, that was a year ago. It was ago. a year ago was the last keynote where they made their big announcement for the coming year. And was it not later about, in the year? No, it was, it, it was like... this time last year. No, because they make the announcements in September and then products start launching around October, November. And then I think some of it they saved for December, weirdly enough. But but we digress. A year ago, we were all excited talking about Apple because they were they were kicking off or they had just kicked off with their their big launch yes, for the absolutely. year. And now in about about four and a bit hours time, they're gonna be doing it again. From essentially, time of recording. Essentially, yeah, exactly, from time of recording. Essentially, when this is uploaded, it will have already been launched. So all of our excitement for it will be either completely founded or unfounded. But either way, we have four hours to hit fever pitch, so... Well, exactly. Until then, we can provide you with the rumours... And you'll be able to tell us <laughs> afterwards whether or not we were right or wrong. Exactly. So, um, the new iPhone lineup will reportedly feature a refreshed version of the high-tech and dramatically redesigned iPhone X, um, which, of course, was introduced last year. Uh, I have it, of course, and I love it. Uh, alongside a larger um, or a larger screen device and a cheaper iPhone. Of course, they like to do that. I wonder if they'll... Do you reckon they'll go to 9 or do you reckon they'll go to 11? No, I think they made the. I think they made the internet have its meme of seven, eight, nine. But do you reckon they'll get to nine? Or do you reckon? No, no, I think they'll go to eleven. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. I'm more interested in the idea that this is an S year for them, so it's going to become iPhone XS. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I like that. It is quite excessive. Yeah. Uh, well, with three yeah. new versions. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, true. Oh, and also just the dear. product itself is excessive. Um, what else do we have? Uh, they'll also feature an iPhone... Um, the, the new phone, the cheaper phone, will also feature iPhone X's or iPhone X's... Um, face ...full ID. screen front and Face ID, of course, yes. yes. Uh, yeah, they got rid of the home button. I, I guess it's going to continue throughout the rest of the range, except for... Does an iPad have a home button still? I... Th- Thought they did, but maybe that's what they're going to be doing with the new iPad when they launch. Oh yeah, because it's meant to be an iPod, 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 iPad Pro. Jesus Christ! An iPod. Uh, iPad, iPad Pro. Uh, what else do we have? There's supposedly there's unconfirmed rumors that suggest that the larger of the iPhone ones, so I guess larger than the ten, uh, will have space for two SIM cards in it. In uh, some regions. Some regions, of course, you know, something frequent travellers 
um, in Europe and Asia have waited for or wanted it for a long time. Well, I want it. I, when I go traveling, I want to be able to do that. And I sort of getting yeah, that of stupid pin thing and shoving it into your phone and it doesn't work properly and make the SIM card eventually pop out. It feels really cheap trying to get the SIM card out of an iPhone. Um, Apple is also expected to release an iPhone version made of cheaper materials. Um, for customers, customers keen on a more affordable version. Other rumors suggest Apple could even reveal a new HomePod Mini, um, smart spe- you know, that smart speaker that they have, uh, updates to its wireless charging pads, um, the air power, uh, new AirPod capabilities, and hints, hints, there's just rumors, at possible TV streaming services. From Apple. So therefore they'll charge you a lot for like nothing. Well, I mean, they are looking at more original content now, aren't they? Yeah, but... They've they've already got the rights to Carpool Karaoke. They make that as a series. Of course, they... Yeah, true. Um, I... I don't know... I don't know if Apple can find their niche with that sort of stuff, though. I don't know if... They're better off making the hardware rather than trying to... Yeah, be everything. Yeah. Let Netflix do their job. Just let Netflix do their thing and... Or Netflix and Stan and Amazon Prime and whatever. And, and Disney's and Disney's, upcoming of one. course. Just let them do their thing and just provide them the space for it. That's all you really need to do. Yeah. Um, what else is there? There's um, there's the new, I, uh, new Apple Watch, yeah. uh, of course, which the rumor you, you mentioned to me, the rumor is that it's meant to have potentially a larger screen on... On the, the same, same face. Which is... Int- I mean, I don't think... I don't have a problem with the watch face now. Yeah. How, how is that possible? Like, uh, okay, so for those of you out there that aren't aware, we both have a Series 2 Apple Watch. We are both very content with the the size. I, d- I, I don't understand the need to increase it or how they would even do it. Well, not... In, yeah, well, because... So, I don't know... go if, to the edge? Like... If anyone has an uh, uh, like um, an, an iPhone six, I think like a six or a seven, you know how the screen slightly rounds off on the sides, like how they went to that sort of rounded screen look, um, almost looking like a like a like a I don't know what to describe it as a rubber like button, transparent button type thing over the top of the screen. The screen where the screen bevels away and curves away is where the screen stops. So I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to make the screen go into the curved part. That's, I guess... Oh, what's the Samsung? There's a Samsung that's got the the, the curved the side edge. of the phone too. Yeah. Yeah. That. It, the Apple Watch looks like that. So it I does. don't know how they're going to do it. Like, I, it's just going to become distorted if you start running the words off the side of the screen. So I don't think they should bother doing it. Yeah. And there already is edge touch functions on the watch. So I, mm. I, I don't see the necessity there at all. No, Sam. There's meant to be a revamped iPad Pro again. That's what we're talking about. And I guess I wonder if that does then follow suit with everything Apple and lose its home button. Mm. I look, despite the fact that I've, if I bounce over to like an iPhone, an older iPhone or a, a pad that does has a home button on it, I have kind of forgotten a little bit how to use it properly, the home button, and even though it's one button, but still, <clears throat> wow. I, I still see the purpose of it like that it gets a little bit annoying on the iphone 10 if you're watching a video for example and you have it in landscape mode or widescreen mode 
the bottom of the screen sometimes has the little white line at the bottom of it, which simulates where you can swipe out to, to get out of the app or whatever you're watching. And it gets a little bit annoying sometimes. You just want the, the screen clear. So it does get a little bit annoying. Also having the... Surely there's a way to hide that. No, sometimes there isn't. Hmm. You can't control that. That's not your control. That's Apple has to do that. So you can't always get rid of it. Same with if the notches in the top of the screen because of where the, you know, um, speaker is and where the, you know, the camera is and everything like that. That notch is always there. So on one side it has the battery signal strength and the other side it has your carrier and often the time. Um, I think... Let me unswipe my phone. I think that's how it works. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. Uh, so, look, it gets a bit annoying, especially you can't actually take advantage of that space on the phone to watch a movie, or you can have the movie cut out by whatever's on the side of the screen there. So, uh, look, it's cool and everything, but I don't know if it's as practical as they'd like it to be. Maybe that'll be something they address in the new models. Yeah, potentially. I don't think there's an issue with having just the top of the phone notched out and just have the home, the screen go right to the bottom of the phone. Yeah, it, uh, I, I don't but, get it. But there's a Samsung or a Sony Ericsson or something or an LG that does exactly the same thing with the notches. So, except theirs looks a bit more ridiculous. It's just like one little cutout for the speaker and one camera. So it almost looks like there's just a black raindrop on your phone screen because at least the Apple looks a little bit more purposeful. So I don't know. It's interesting. It's that quote from um, from Jurassic Park that they were too busy thinking about whether or not they could. They never stopped to think whether or not they should. Uh, Ian Malcolm, the uh, wisest of all men in the world. Of course. He's a chaotician, of course. Yes, yes. People often get confused and call him a mathematician. He's a chaotician. Yes. Strong advocate of chaos theory, that man. Yep. And explains, that's Apple. Yeah. Explains yeah, that's what? Apple. Oh, it explains all the turmoil. <laughs> yes, in, indeed, of course. He's the right person to be there. The right man for mm. the job he was. Uh, yeah, that's Apple. That's another year of Apple talk. Yeah. Wow. Of course, oh, very well indeed. Of course, by the time you're listening to this, all of these rumors are either founded or unfounded. Whatever happens doesn't matter. Look, we're here. We're talking about it. And... Uh, of course, it's the fun of pre-recording. Of course, we're not a radio show. We're a podcast. We can do whatever the hell we want. And it's already out there. It's good fun, isn't it? The freedom. Mm. Mm. Of course, if anyone out there wants to be on a podcast, just let us know. We'd love to have anyone on the show. Um, moving right along. Moving right along. Right along. Uh, we have a new segment. We do. We do. The new segment. In, uh, in honor of our love of this thing um, and the fact that we did a whole topic about it initially on the show, uh, the new... Uh, I've forgotten the word already. Topic. Topic. Category. Thing. Segment. Segment. Time filler. There's the word. <laughs> time filler. Yes. The new segment is called Hold My Coke. The purpose of Hold My Coke is that something big has happened this week. Could be anything. Um, the big thing that we've settled upon... Of course, this is subjective. If anyone ever... subjective. It's, it's so like the top 10 episode. If you come to us and say, no, your top 10 is wrong, well, you're an idiot. It's a subjective top 10. You can't have a wrong answer for something that's subjective, idiot. 
Yeah. You heard it's, me. It's true. It's really true. Okay, it is true. Okay, so the so we were awful and didn't really look through the news to try and find something that was suitable for this. Yeah, but we found something relevant to us, though. Yeah, we found something relevant to us. A world away, now podcast world. Yes. So, uh, much like the red of Coca-Cola, um, a new video game was launched this week. A very long-awaited yeah. video game. Marvel's Spider-Man. Yeah, and, it's... Yeah, wow. And, and for the sake of Phil not knowing too much, we're not going to go into detail, as he has yet to pick up the game. Anyway, needless to I say... I will tomorrow. When this podcast gets released, I will have it. Yes, you will. You better. Mm-hmm. And and then you will know the true addiction that is Marvel's Spider-Man. But in the interest of the podcast, I'm happy to hear, what is the purpose of the game? How does it play? And, uh, yeah, thoughts. But not, not spoiler thoughts, just thoughts. Okay. Um, so it plays out uh, first person quite nicely. Where do we pick up in the... Um, did you say first person or third person? First. It's third person. Is it? Yeah, when it's behind the character, you're third person. It jumps between both. Oh, does it really? Oh, that's bit. interesting. That's A cool. Okay. You, <laughs> that's really you, cool. It jumps between... you. Sometimes you are one, sometimes you are the other. And where are we in the Spider-Man world? Are we long after... Are we kind of more towards the Avengers style where... Uh, who gives a shit about um, the uncle, no one cares, move on from that? Or are we at that sort... Are we more, you know, Tobey Maguire-style Spider-Man timeline? Uh, It's kind of tough, because it's a very new story. This is where I don't want to spoil too much for you, Mm -hmm. except to say it's far away from from Uncle Ben. That's that's probably the safest way of putting it. It's... So it's, Very... it's more Marvel-y than... Uh, more Marvel Cinematic Universe than a Tobey Maguire timeline. And, and or a mix of... between the two. He's older. Put it that way. Sure, he's so he, Okay, Okay. so he's more Tobey Maguire, but yeah. in the world of in the, MCU, the MCU. kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So something like that... Um, you're, you jump between first and third person frequently, probably more in third person than first, but it does mm-hmm. jump. Um, the story is big. That's probably mm-hmm. the best thing I can, I can say with that. It, it's big. The world is big. It's, you have all of New York at your disposal there. Is it, is it just Manhattan or is it like Brooklyn and Queens and obviously it should have Queens and um the bronx and stuff or is it just manhattan just the island so far i've just been on the island i haven't crossed any bridges yet so i don't know i'm not sure i hope i will but i don't know um they've really dug deep into the comics which makes me really happy as as an avid reader i i'm very happy Who's the guy that's not Spider-Man when... Uh, who's the guy that's Spider-Man when Toby... Uh, sorry, who's the guy that's Spider-Man when, when Peter Peter's not, not there? Miles Morales. He's the other... I heard, he, I heard I heard. this. This isn't a spoiler. I heard he's in the game. I haven't seen him yet. But I've, I've heard rumours of it. I don't know if it's for, sh- for sure or not. Um, there's been plenty of other characters and, and a very sneaky cameo. Um, sure. 
that should be expected from any Marvel fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm, you touch I'm on still... graphics. I think you touch on graphics. Are they gorgeous, yeah. or are they? Or are you giving them a pass because it's a cool Spider-Man game? Do you really want that spoiler? I want to. Yeah, I want to know that. I th- personally, I think they're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Okay. The fact the fact that I don't notice when it transitions out of a cutscene into gameplay again. Yes, that's again, perfect. Yes, I, it's I good. can't tell, <laughs> and I've tried. I'm being very eagle-eyed every time, but there's no noticeable. It just all of a sudden you're back in control, and you're like, oh, okay. It's fantastic. Got, got to start swinging again. Okay. So this is, in some ways, this is probably the first big Spider-Man game released since, uh, what, 2004 or something like that with the PlayStation yep. 2. Yep, yep. Spider-Man 2 for PS2 was the last big Spider-Man game because they invested a lot of time and energy into the actual game rather than just going, oh, no, we're just going to take your movie and, you know, give you something. Which often happens. Which often happens. They kind of shit on the game. Yeah. Like, for example, if I look back to... James Cameron's Avatar had a game release alongside the movie. And just think about that world, how amazing that world is. There's another game series called, um, uh, well, game and movie now, a series called um, Assassin's Creed. And that world is fantastic. The reason why that game is so successful is because it's a parkour, freestyle running kind of game where you can kind of go everywhere. You can climb anything, do whatever you want. And that's exactly what James Cameron's Avatar is, this this beautiful world like that where you can kind of climb all trees and um run around and things are interesting and different the game that was released with it was so shit because you could do like sweet fa in that game no i say sweet fa just fa in that game you could do nothing it was just so limited what and clearly con- what, a cop what out. console did you play that on three okay i played the psp version it wasn't mm. too shabby it was see the problem with it was that the expectations from this company that released Assassin's Creed for them to make the movie game of um, uh, uh, Avatar and to do yeah. such a poor job of it when they have this the the capability of something like Assassin's Creed just shows the the lack of care and the clear money grab that it was for the PlayStation at least um, well on larger consoles. Um, there's a new game coming out for it which is going to be fantastic because it's now different to the movies it is just a standalone game in that world because james cameron wants every avenue of the world investigated and explored that's brilliant so that's good for this spider-man game the fact that it isn't just oh well spider-man homecoming came out so we'll just make a game based on that they they're doing their own thing with it and they're making it interesting it's and it's a fairly long game too which is good yeah i'm i'm learning that very quickly but you've hit the nail on the head it's its own thing it is just completely, like, every few years Marvel will bring out a fresh strand of, of comics for its characters or, or a fresh graphic novel, just a, a new telling of the story. This, it, it's kind of that. It's its own story of Spider-Man just mm. set a little bit later. All your key players are still there, but they're in slightly different roles or they're, they're just, they're doing something different because it's set a little further ahead and and it's really it's clever controls are easy visuals are beautiful how's um, how's um web swinging 
do you rem- I yeah the best way I can answer that do you remember playing the original Spider-Man games on the PS1 no do you, did you did you play the PS2 game yeah yep what about those you- that haven't those that haven't okay okay so the for those of you that have not played a Spider-Man game before or have not had a good experience with a Spider-Man game before, um, this is an absolute treat. The controls are very straightforward. Um, it's... Oh, I, I don't even know how to describe it. it. It's fluid motion. That is how it feels. As soon as you can get your head around, this is what I press, this is how I execute the movement, this is how I can add to the movement... It all just comes very naturally, and it just flows. That's fantastic. That's good. Good description. It's it's what I hoped for to follow from that PS2 game. It's what I hoped for after growing up on the PS1 games. Right. Well, they, they, oh, fantastic. Like they they've totally got how the original games worked well, and they've they've taken those elements and then added all their own good stuff to it. Fantastic! That's excellent. I, I'm I I will definitely be buying it tomorrow. And look, oh, just I think you're gonna have a lot of fun. I hope mm-hmm. there are things in there that frustrate you as well, because that always gets you excited sure. about something. If because if you found something that was faultless, you'd get bored. Yeah, exactly. It's like so, the Last of Us. I know it's false, but I love it to bits. Yeah, and and this is I. So I'm not. Uh, what would you call me? A, a semi-casual gamer. I am not yeah, a gamer. You don't I, like I, to you, you don't like to play for prolong, prolonged hours. I well, I can't. I get motion sickness, and <laughs> and it, it's weird, or or at least that's what it feels like. It feels like motion sickness when I when I play certain video games and the camera's jolting around too much, and I can't I can't deal with it, and I I have to go because I'm gonna be sick. I I can't deal with it. I've been playing this game for hours. I have no idea how. You would think that a web slinging game would have me nauseous in 10 minutes, but no, mm. I, I've been going for hours at this. I love it. Absolutely brilliant. Can I add something to the game now? Yes. Just to make it clean, just to make that a little bit nicer. I don't know if you heard this story. I'll tell you all about it. Um, Please do. Back in May, back in mm. May, a man named Tyler Schultz sent a tweet to Insomniac Games, the company that makes the game, um, this, yeah, again, as it says here, that's due behind, with a request. Uh, he wanted to propose to his girlfriend in the video game, which is an interesting request to put into a video game company. I mean, they're making the game for Christ's sake. What the hell are they going to... Why would they respond to this person's request? Um, anyway, Insomniac got back to him and said, okay, sure, actually, let's do it, which is amazing. That's huge. Like, that's fantastic that that happened. Um... Yeah, so basically the games account said, well, okay, then who are we to say no... no who are we to say no to love? So they did it. Um, the game released last week, obviously, uh, with an Easter egg in it, so just a little extra thing added into the game. One of the um, uh, theatre or cinema signs out the front of a cinema or theatre inside New York City says on it, Maddie, will you marry me? That's what it says on it. Now, you know, these two have been together for years now. Like, there's... It's fantastic. Like, they've been together for years, and it was time for this game to come out. And um, then there was this catch. Schultz and his girlfriend broke up before the game's release. Oops. Oopsie-daisy. 
Um, they were actually together for... Yeah, yeah, they were together for so long and they broke up just before the game came out. So that's hilarious. So now, now though, Insomniac have um, come to him and asked him if he wants the sign changed to anything in a patch update. So I think he's going to give a message for his grandmother or something like that. But yeah, it's hilarious. Suck on that. That's what happens when you try to be romantic. I don't want to sound morbid or anything. But since we're horribly inappropriate all the time, wouldn't it be awful if he left a message for his grandmother and she passed away right before the patch came out? <laughs> I think she did, though. I think that's what he's doing. Oh, okay. Cool. So he's, he's <coughs> uh, after the fact. Okay. Exactly. No, but still, move. I think I would, but I would still find it hilarious if that was like, no, I wouldn't find it hilarious, but I would find it ironic or just interesting that it happened. I would scoff at it and laugh a bit, but. You know, it's not my problem. Um, yeah, it's interesting. So that's another bit of uh, another another twist to the tale of Insomniac's uh, Spider-Man game, released only on the PlayStation Four last week. In stores now. Go out and buy your copy today. Indeed. I know. I I know. I will. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool game. It look. It looks fantastic. From what I've seen, I've tried to avoid it as much as I could, but from what I have seen, it does look really cool, and the fight scenes seem to be interesting and not crappy and like the stuff yeah. you've seen thankfully is only the tip of the iceberg because the, the gameplay hasn't shown you I, i've seen a fair few of the trailers they they don't mm. show too much mm-hmm. and it's one thing to show the gameplay it's a whole other thing when you've got the controls in front of you and you're mm-hmm. actually doing it i've like there's plenty of games where i've seen the trailer and i've tried to play it and gone that this is just frustrating me and i'm ready to throw the controller but this just feels good and it works. It really, it, like, it works well. It doesn't take long to get the hang of. My four year old has already worked out how to play it. So. Well, I'm nervous now. I hope I do really well. You'll be fine. <laughs> okay, good. I only seem to be good at games like Grand Theft Auto, Uncharted, and racing games. The Last of Us as well. Yeah, yeah, it'll. It'll give you that kind of the feeling you get from Uncharted. That's cool. that's kind I of where it. it's at. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Okay, I'll go out and get it, and I'll I'll report back next week, or forget all about it and uh, not report anything ever. I've just now. found I've just found yes. us another quick little scoop to throw into oh, sure. our show tonight. Uh, I've just read that apparently Kmart has just announced that they are introducing Afterpay. Seriously, seriously. I, I actually no, I did read that. I read that today. But the interesting thing is I have no idea what Afterpay is or how it works at all. I have I, no idea how it works. I can explain is it, that. Is it a credit card? Uh, no, it's more like finance, like just straight up finance. So okay. what happens is, let's say you're purchasing an item that is $100. Mm-hmm. You don't have the money on you straight away to do it. Afterpay, you sign up. Um, they, you choose it as your payment option. You pay through Afterpay, and then you do your repayments to Afterpay. It's done in four installments, and it's one pay per fortnight. So it'll take you eight weeks to pay it off. You can pay it off sooner if you like. There's no fees or anything if you pay it off sooner. But if you, you don't, after? if you don't meet the four, um, the four payments, like if you don't meet the deadline for all of it then you start paying interest. Lots of interest? 
yeah, like twenty two percent. Oh so, Jesus so Christ! Pretty, just, pr- it pretty is just decent. Finance. Yeah, yeah, it's just finance. Wow, how did they? How did this finance company become so big compared to other finance companies? Well, I don't know. It, it's I think it's because they deal in smaller amounts. It, like there, there is a limit to how much you can you can do through them. I, th- I think it might be somewhere around the two thousand dollar mark, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, it, it, it depends on what company or, or what shop you're purchasing from. They have different limits for mm. afterpay or similar competitors like Zip Pay. That's another one very mm, similar. That. What and what I meant by my my statement that had it become so big I, I know that other companies are doing more money financially yeah or, or are a bigger company but in terms of word of mouth and what you see around and like you know having making sure you have something like you know paypal make sure you have paypal attached to your brand and look we accept paypal or you know that kind of thing yeah. you know afterpay is kind of just come on the scene as like yeah no yeah oh yeah no we want afterpay we oh yeah i have afterpay yeah afterpay everything's after like kmart's even now like yeah let's do afterpay is it in store or is it only online? Uh, it looks like they're launching only online from but September eighteen. Like house. Yeah, I haven't but that anything on Kmart ever I'm, online. I'm assuming it's launching online to start. They may bring it to the stores. Minimum order seventy dollars. Maximum order a thousand dollars. Whoever buys online on Kmart, if you buy online at Kmart, you're an idiot. Go into the store, you dumb jerk well defeats the purpose but they're not the only they're not the only store like that to do it big w's been taking after pay online for a while now big w's website's better than kmart's though it's so much better i used to use oh. kmart's website purely as a catalog so i could go to the store and have a look what i wanted but i didn't want anything so i left so i didn't understand kmart kmart can go away what's Are the k kidding? stand for kellogg's i wish and i don't know i don't remember uh, i'm gonna i don't remember hey, Hey Siri, what does the K in Kmart stand for? Okay, I found this on the web for what does the K in Kmart stand for. Yeah, see, <laughs> shush. See, Siri's the worst because if it was Google, Google would just answer the question for me because it's K- uh, Siri. She just goes, oh, this is what I found. Well, why don't you just tell me the answer? I asked you a question. It's like the JB um, in JB Hi-Fi. <laughs> what does that stand for? It's, no, now I have to think, no. It's what does it stand for? It stands for the um, the guy that started the company. <laughs> oh. It's his, it's his initials. <laughs> the, 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 uh... Good old JB. <laughs> the US company's founder was named Sebastian Spurring Cressid, Cresci, Cresca, Cresci. So it's thought unofficially the letter K could represent the founder. Um, is that true? Is that a fact or not? It's not a fact. Okay. Um, Kmart. It could what be. What does? Yeah. This is his last name. Krez. Krez. What does JB stand for in JB High Fight? Hey, what? What's the other guy? You know how there's Harvey Norman. Yeah. And what's the other Harvey. guy? Yeah, but who's the other guy? Uh, who's Norman? Remember, you. This is where I have to start googling now. Oh, by the way, JB is um, John Barbudo. That's the one. Who is the Norman in Harvey Nor 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 Man? Gee, isn't Jer- Jerry Harvey like a winger? He's so annoying. Remember Ian he Norman, to- founder. Ian Norman. 
Is he dead? Uh, yeah, checking. he did. In 2014. Well, hang on. Yeah. Why are why are all the ads about Harvey Norman or like interviews and stuff were always with Jerry Harvey, but never Norman? Even though Norman died recently, uh, 2014. Still, like, he never said anything. Did Norman not care? Who knows? But yeah, why is why is like uh, Jerry Harvey just complains about everything? He just needs to stop. Like, oh, Jerry Harvey's from the mountains. Okay, well he's he he's rips everyone off. What I don't like is <laughs> he rips everyone off with Harvey Norman is a rip off place. Like everything. Personally, I my opinion is my opinion is that Harvey Norman charges way too much for things. Like it's a rip off. I don't buy from Harvey Norman. I go to look and I leave and I go somewhere else because it's cheaper. But I like that he you even can set foot in there in the first place. Yeah, they don't really have it. Well, they're good to look at TVs, but you get like harassed straight away by stuff. Oh, yeah. anyway, um, I know they want commission. I know they have a job. It's not their fault, but go but away, it, leave me alone. Is. Yeah, exactly. You choose I went to work by, there. If you come up to me, I will not buy from you. Just like that time we went to that other the good guys and the oh, guy came up to me no. and kept bothering me, and I was like, no. Nah. He's like, do you need a hand? I was like, no, I'm just looking at the TVs, and he's like. Uh, what's the TV you're looking for? I'm like, no, no, I'm just having a look at them. We are literally at, not yeah, buying a TV today. Just looking. Oh, you, you're after HD. Go the fuck away. Oh, so and then we walked past the camera part, and the guy there was like, it left us alone. I was like, thank you, mate. <laughs> like, cheers. Like, if we were going to buy, it would have been through you. Yeah, if you come up to me and bother me when I'm looking at shit, I'm not going to buy from you ever. I, I would leave your store. So you're interested in ultra-high definition? No. Oh, yeah. Go away. I'm not just looking at the bloody things. They're in front of me. Oh. oh dear. I hate commission people. But yeah, no. Um, look, Harvey Norman generally is a store. I feel like it rips me off. Yet, if I go... Um, yet, if he, he wants to complain and bitch about people buying from overseas... Well, how about if you didn't rip people off? It's the same as, like... It's like Dick Smith. Merton. He's the same. Yeah. Oh, he's a... Yeah. piece of shit and it's the same as Rupert Murdoch with Foxtel and everything like that it's like if you don't rip us off we won't have to find it some other way yeah like you have no right to complain at all because you've been massively overcharging and ripping people off for years and it's only because we now know we have the information to say that you are ripping us off and now you're like oh well that's not fair well it kind of is fair you pieces of shit it's and completely of course, fair. And of course they're all old, like, gross, seedy Australian men. Like, of course they are, the pricks. Couldn't invest ripping the money else. right, could they? No, they're ripping us off. So, I have oh. no sympathy for someone like him who, like, cries on air when he says, Oh, people are buying from overseas, we should tax it. Well, how about you fuck off somewhere <laughs> else? And leave everyone alone to do what they want. Well, yeah. Be competitive. Stop ripping us off. Be competitive and be original. They're not original. Mm. Oh, no. you know, I'm, I'm going to whack the Australian flag on my product. You know, I'm going to make sure all Dick Smith branded products are going to be blue and white and, you know, show the true colours of Australia. I have no interest in anything that's, that's Dick not, Smith on it. We don't care. No, not at all. We don't care. Make good products and then we'll care. Remember when, remember when Dick Smith shut down? That was oh. after he sold it, though. I miss the electronics shops. Yeah, talk uh, to the experts. 
You could tell when they when Dick Smith sold his share in it, his face dropped off of it. He has always had to have his ugly, gross face on everything that he he had. Do you remember the old slogan and the old no. ad? It it had his face, and then his face zoomed back into the logo, Dick Smith Electronics, and underneath it would go, "That's where you go." Right. No, I this, remember the logo. Really old ads. <laughs> Uh, Dick Smith was the worst. Again, he's obsessed with having his face and everything. No one likes his face. Yeah, I think J Car ran them out of business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because J Car's actually good and you know decent range of things. Again, yeah. um, the only people that like this Dick Smith stuff are like Pauline Hanson supporters. <laughs> you're dead. So you're dead to me, pretty much. <laughs> or um, a Queenslander. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, Pauline Hanson supporters. Yep. Um, Anyway, let's move on to our last topic of uh, the show. I, I think it's the last topic. Anyway, I don't know. I can't remember what I said at the start of the show. Um, this is to Serena Williams's blow mm. up at the U.S. Open, and what a blow up that was. So I have a couple of issues with it. Just um, a couple. <laughs> couple. I'll get. I'll, I'll run you through it basically. If you're not aware, so essentially, um, in tennis, you are not allowed to be coached from your coach's box at the the in the stadium. They're there to watch and observe and make sure you're okay, but they're not there to give you any information. And his, and uh, his, Jesus, her coach was, um, who was a man. And that's why I just said his, cause I was thinking of the coach, not Serena yep. Williams, yep. who is a female and a mother. Uh, he started to give her directions on the court, which is not allowed. He was, I, and by the looks of it, he was saying like, go down the line, like down the middle Hit it down the middle. And you can't do that. So apparently, though, Serena Williams didn't see those calls. That's okay. That's fair. That's okay. No worries. She didn't. Maybe she didn't. But the fact is the coach did coach. And you can't do that. That's against the rules. So, because she did that, or because he did that and she saw that, uh, she was given a... Um, uh, a um, What's the word I'm looking for here? It's not a code violation. Uh, no, it's a code violation. Okay. Yeah, She's given is. a code violation for, for being coached. And she blew up at that. Absolutely blew up Deluxe at that. Now, <coughs> excuse me, because she blew up at that, it meant that uh, she received a um, another uh, penalty, uh, penalty point. Now, if you get a penalty point... Um, you have uh, essentially you lose the, the the fifteen. You know how there's fifteen, thirty, forty game. Um, yep. You lose one of those. You lose a point like that, uh, and it's because she blew up totally unacceptably. Like she started calling out that she's not a cheater. She brought into the fact that she has a daughter, which is so irrelevant and just not the right place at all for her to do anything like that. So she stood there, hands on hips, and just had a big old whinge. To the umpire. I hate people that do that in tennis. Nick this Kyrgios has been, this has been her for like 20 years though. Well, she threatened that, that other, that lines person that time and said, I'll shove a tennis ball down your throat because they called her out on a foot fault that she did. Yeah. You know, and she started walking aggressively towards her. So she got up and walked over to the umpire, scared that this person was coming over towards her with a tennis racket in her hand. Anyway, so um, Serena Williams blew up Deluxe at that. And then after she um, received her point penalty, then she started smashing the crap out of her um, tennis racket in another blow up a little while later. And that cost her the point. 
Close to the point. And she then lost the finals of the US Open in straight sets. Good. So, um, the American, 36, later said it was sexist to have been penalized again. I can tell you, Serena Williams, that you were, and I'm sure everyone's pointed it out to her, she was actually up against a woman on the other side of that court, which means that if it's a woman versus a woman and you get a point for being aggressive and you lose a point to a woman, that's not sexism. It's sexism if it was against you because you're a woman and then a man got got preference over it. Um, Or if it was because you're a woman that you got penalised. And as Billie Jean King came out and said uh, recently that she thought it was right to call it a sexism um, and that more people should call this out and there needs to be more voices like her calling out this double standard in the world and I think that's total horse shit as well um, I think uh, here's what Billie Jean King said she said when a woman is emotional she's hysterical and she's penalised for it when a man does the same he's outspoken and there's no repercussions um, I would hate to call her out on this but that's total bullshit McEnroe um, we yeah. have McEnroe, um, the greatest example ever. Boris Becker, Marat Safin, who is one of my favorite tennis players. We have Nick Kyrgios. We have Atomic Agassi. We have um, Sampras. Like all these people. Oh, and Layton. That got. Oh, oh Layton as well. That got penalties yeah. because they were, as Billie Jean King would say, outspoken and because they broke rackets. Um, Marcos Bagdadis, one of the nicest tennis players in the world, such oh. a sweet man, Cypriot man, he's lovely. Oh, he broke a tennis him. racket. He cracked it and broke, I think, three tennis rackets, and he got like three violations for that. Like, for for Billie Jean King to sit here and then say, oh, well, you know, I think it's sexist that, um, well, you know, when a woman does it, it's hysterical and she gets penalized for it. Yeah, when the man does it, it's him being an idiot and being outlandish and he gets penalized for it. Like, Come what about what about it. all of all of them going? Ah, oh, just another typical male. Yeah, like that's, you, that's, you can't you can't do that. And also, the reason I see it as Serena Williams was harshly penalised, or not harshly, the reason why she was penalised to the letter of the law instead of given any leeway as a twenty-three-time Grand Slam winner was because she has a habit of being such a fucking hothead. Wasn't this like, her second issue in the last week or something as well? Uh, yes, uh, something like that. There was another uh, issue over her clothing the other day. You know, like this This isn't down to... It's not down to sexism. Oh. Um, uh, Billie Jean King... Excuse me, I just burped there. Jesus Christ. Um, Billie Jean King, uh, King has since come out and said, I'm not saying that she was a good sport. I think you're crazy if anyone says that. Um, or thinks that uh, she was, which is good because she was definitely a bad sport and a bad sports person and a bad loser on that day. Hmm. Um, but, but she, uh, Billie Jean King has turned around and kind of said that, ah, oh, well, you know, Ramos, who was the um, umpire, you know, he aggravated the situation instead of, um, you know, saying I'm not ducking a character and stuff like that, you know. Like, I think that's bullshit to not support the umpire in his situation because he followed the rules. 
Um, and the protocol. The WT, WT, he, he, he followed protocol. He did exactly the right thing, which was yeah. if you get coached in by the coach, that's um, you get like a mark against you. That's a violation. And then if you argue with the umpire that there <coughs> is a loss of a point, then if you break a racket while you've got two warnings, if you ag- <coughs> flash out again, excuse me, then that is you lose a game. Like, mm. that's what happens. That is exactly the rules. And she did that. And she has a history of doing this. Anyone that has a history of doing this is going to be kind of, you know, that, that leeway that you otherwise get by, you know, umpires not following the letter of the law and just kind of being a little bit nicer or, like, softening the blow. That goes away if you have a habit of being a piece of shit. And she does have a habit of being a piece of shit. Has you done know, for a long time. Yeah, so it's not new. So she's no one's being sexist here. No one's being harsh towards her. No one's being or aggravating the situation by doing it like this. Like she got exactly what she deserved, which was the penalties. Like it just fact. Like, she's you, yeah. She's behaving the same way she did twenty years ago. The only thing is, she hasn't grown up in that time. She hasn't matured. She hasn't learned a damn thing. If anything, she's had more of a sense of entitlement because she's ridden on this talent for so long and won so many, so many different championships, tournaments in that time that now she feels she is above this. Yeah, she's and, not. And, and not only that, though, I I didn't appreciate the way that she brought her daughter up in the middle of the game. Like I I. I I'm, I do not want that to be misconstrued as me saying, oh, well, you know, she's a mother. She shouldn't be like that. You know, you can't be doing that. I'm not no. meaning that no, at she's, all. How is her daughter you, relevant to it? If you're there, if you're in the second set and you're down points in this game and you're there trying to win a Grand Slam, what relevance is it that you bring up? Because manager for Roger Federer said, uh, my two sets of twins up there think that you're wrong or... um." have a different opinion of me than what you might at this moment. So you need to change the score. Like, what the hell is that? I know you think the ball was in, but I'm a dad. I know it was out. That's That's the equivalent. That is Uh. totally fair. Also, on the topic of tennis, I've said it before on the podcast. I'll say it again. I've said it a lot in real life. Mm. Tennis is actually sexist against males by a long way. Um, Because, of course, there's equal equal pay in tennis. But women are only expected to play two sets, or, or best of two sets in a Grand Slam. Men have to play best of three. No, sorry. Ugh. First to three, women have to get to first to, two, first to two. So, per time, for time, men get paid less than women by a substantial amount. Yep. But anyway, you know, Serena Williams, it's fine. It's fine, no worries. No worries, it's all good. No worries. But, uh, it's cool yeah, she'll the, fall back on her millions. Yeah, no worries. Yep. Yeah, don't worry, the umpire was the one that was being sexist because uh, mm. you're a woman and automatically, therefore, that excuses you from any rules that you may have broken. Oh, and uh, a mother. And any past demeanors. And a mother, of course, so yeah. any past demeanors. But again, we're also men saying this, and now we're going to look like sex- sexist pigs too. But uh, no, we're right in this situation, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, I don't mean that to Serena Williams. I mean that to anyone that thinks that I'm wrong. we're wrong in this situation. I don't see at all how anyone with a sense of equality or fairness can judge it that the umpire was being sexist towards someone that has a history of being a pig on the court to people that don't deserve that kind of 
She turned poor behavior Endo. into an equality argument because she exactly. knew that was the only grounds which on which she could try and win. So unfair and so unacceptable to do to me. It's That's desperation. Yeah, it's 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 disgraceful because you can't use that topic. How dare you use a topic like that? Mm. And so many people do it. They use that topic as something or, or grounds for having an argument or thinking that they're right for something. Like, no, you can't do that. If you are losing in a battle and you know it, you cannot do that. And she did it. So she's a jerk. So, yeah, she can go to hell. Um, alrighty. That uh. brings us, Drew, end of this episode, to our favorite segment. It does indeed. That segment, that segment, of course, is the sick Kent of the week. Dum ba da dum. Yes. I haven't thought about it at all, if I'm honest. Um, I do believe there has been a suggestion. No. Oh. And I believe you've read the suggestion already, or at least Facebook says you have. Oh, well, I did that because my phone buzzed. I haven't looked at anything at all. Maybe open um, it. We received we received the suggestion about eight minutes into recording, so. Oh, okay, this is a great one. This is a great and, one, and and it's suitable because we actually haven't touched upon it this week. No, we haven't. Ah, oh, stuff it. We got time. No, okay, sick end of the week can be, uh, and and this episode can be a little bit longer. Yep. Um, okay, so this was the seventeenth uh, anniversary of nine eleven. Indeed, it was. Um, What's more interesting about this year is that it is in the same situation as was as it was in 2001, where we were on a Tuesday night for our 11th, heading into a Wednesday, mm. and we woke up on Wednesday morning, well, some of us went to bed about it, but otherwise woke up on Wednesday morning to the news of what had happened in the US. Yeah. I mm. remember it like it was yesterday. Ditto. So do I remember going to school that day. I remember my my one of my best mates, Gabe, his birthday was completely disregarded on the 12th of September because it was all about 9-11 that day. But also because it was just such a massive event. I remember um, one of my mates at school saying, oh, it's going to be the start of World War Three," And then our teacher walked up behind uh, and went, don't be such an idiot. <laughs> just dismissed it straight away but it, but as it, if it, it was going to be nothing. And, and we all knew. But it effectively was, despite this being called the Iraq War or the Afghanistan War, the War um, on Terror, or, or War on Terror, or the War in the Middle East. It, uh, it, a lot of the world has had a lot of input in this in different ways, in different, slightly more obscure, yeah, battles or wars and warfare. So in some ways, it has been World War Three. Hmm. Well, it's the closest that our generation has had to a to a world war, and. Mm the closest experience really but it's very interesting now watching the backlash and the aftermath and 17 years isn't it amazing how how fast that time has gone and and how every year at this time we come back to that moment and we think about it and and about what actually went down at that point and then how we know so much and yet we still know very little about it. Absolutely. And actually, you know what else is fitting in some ways? Not fitting, but we we spoke about like the conspiracy of 9-11 on the very first episode. I'm not going to touch on we it did. again. I'm not going there again. I'm just saying that we just spoke about that on our first episode. We um, did. We did. It was, I think, something that I've thought about about it a little bit is that 
we now live in a world where there are so many more cameras and and the reason why this feels relevant is because there is only one piece of known footage of the first plane hitting there was some accidental footage of the first plane hitting the towers and and Mm. these days there are cameras everywhere capturing everything yeah looking at everything yeah, because they don't want to ever be caught in that position again. No no one wants to. They want everything to be kept on record in one form or another. Mm. And our world had it changed so much that day, and that was just one little way that it changed, but it's had such a big impact. Air travel changed forever as well. It did. Very much. And yet we've still had some weird and, um, and rather tragic... Um, accidents in the air in the time since. Mm, absolutely. Um, I'm heading to the US quite soon, so I'll be sure to head back to the 9-11 Memorial because it is one of the most amazing places to go. Um, yeah, it's definitely an interesting place, so I'll be there for sure. Mm. Um, now that leads us on to the uh, Sick Kent of the Week, <clears throat> and we got a fantastic suggestion, and I have now read exactly who it is. Um it is the heroes of 9-11. So um, both those, uh, you know, that that responded, those fire, firemen that responded, but also just the regular people that saw it or the regular people that helped out or dragged people away or... Or the regular um, people on the planes. Regular people on the planes, those that were lost in the buildings. Um, the ones that those that have them. Those that have lost someone from it, of course... Uh, an interesting stat, I, I believe that more people have now died as a effect of, and I don't mean through war, I mean purely from the smoke inhalation and dust inhalation um, of all the debris, have now died um, as a result of um, the September 11 attacks as opposed to from in the, the actual um, catastrophe, oh, including wow. the, the Pentagon, of course, um, not forgetting that, or... No. The heroes that, that brought down that plane um, in the field instead of it going towards believed to be the White House. Uh, four planes on that day went down and, uh, yeah, what a, what, a, what a different world we live in uh, since that day and what happened on that day. Uh, what's really nice, I think I said it last week as well, is when you're there in New York and you look up at the top of the Freedom Tower, or One World Trade Center as it's now called, I quite like it as the Freedom Tower, the top of the building is the same shape uh, as what the World Trade Center was, the Twin Towers were. It's still the square, still got the same detail at the top. So that's a really nice touch to it, despite the fact that the building starts off as what's well, a square at the bottom and twists itself and reaches a, a square shape at the top as well in a different way. Yeah, it's really interesting to see. It's a cool design. And uh, yeah, to all those people that were lost from, in, during, and after 9 11. And also, those that lost someone, or just were affected by it, Sick Kent of the Week is you. Hmm. Hmm. And, on that note, uh, hopefully you enjoyed listening to the podcast. It's one year in. We're in, that's what, we're in our second year now. And uh, onwards and upwards, and we keep doing the same stuff for you. And, of course, if you want to be on the show, just uh, leave us a link, uh, a link, drop us a line. Talk to us, mention it to us, we'll make it happen. And tell your friends about the show. Exactly, we'd love more listeners always. Yeah. Uh, till next time, thank you DJ Quads and uh, thank you Drew. Thank you. Yep. Yeah.